Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pop culture, subculture, music, horror, sex, politics, art, and overall bad ass. This is Society 13, redefining podcasting. It's time to pop off. 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 Welcome back to the pop off with Martise. Earlier this week, uh, Jay and I attended the annual Beth Shalom Sports Banquet. And we do a show on this every year. I've been invited for the past four years. And this year was bittersweet as the banquet was in honor of David and Cecil Calhoun. Two of the participants who never missed a banquet were killed in the tragic Tree of Life synagogue shooting last year. So the banquet and this episode is dedicated to David and Cecil and the entire Jewish community in Pittsburgh. So we are back at, this is, I think it's like the third, fourth or fifth year that I have been to the Congregation Beth Shalom Sports Banquet. And me and Jay Asadi are here. No doubt. And Seth, you and I talked last year. So what has been going on in the magic world and in your world? Oh my, well, of course, there's this wonderful charity event mm-hmm. that I perform it every year, and I come up with some new sports-themed magic for it every year. Some some variations on the thing that we talked about last time yeah. that, I, that my great uncle played for the Pirates mm-hmm. did, and I always have a new version of that to premiere here every year. Nice. And in addition to that, though, I've been working on all sorts of things nationwide. Okay. Uh, actually, one of the big things on my mind right now is I plan the uh, annual James Bond soiree, uh-huh. which this is going into our eighth year now. It's a big black tie event that the proceeds go to the National Kidney Foundation. Mm. It's This year's the weekend of August 23rd, and we've turned it into a multi-day event, a three-day event now. And actually, we I can say this now because I've been holding my tongue for a while, but we just announced uh, that we brokered a deal 
uh, for a wonderful sponsor who is going to help us provide executive jet rides to some of the big sponsors. So they're going to have networking mile high uh, jet rides on the Friday before the main events. And that's of course in addition to the champagne yacht party and the main events. And we're having a, uh, a speaker series in the morning on Friday all about the subject of influence. So uh, we haven't figured it all out yet, but I'm pretty sure that James Taggart, our James Bond, Daniel Craig stunt double, oh, is awesome. going to come and give a talk. Uh, I'm in negotiations with some uh, some high-profile models that I can't mention yet, okay. and a few other people to talk about their adventures in the realm of, uh, of influence and business and high fashion and high entertainment. If you need some music, I got you. I oh, we'll talk say, about this. I want to talk about that. Yes, I got some music for you. Yeah, let's talk about that yes, after, after the show, because yes, I want sir. details. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And we're also thinking about right after that having a, uh, a basically a James Bond movie party Ooh. as well and then a, while everybody else is going up in the jets for the high end so and of course I started the Royale Society which is a little exclusive club for a lot of our donors in order to um, just have really interesting European salon style events that like that Pittsburgh never sees before. I actually just had one on Thursday that was themed around the psychology and the science and the art around the theme of seduction. We had one themed around the illusion. Yeah. Our next one in May is themed around the art of balance. Okay. And I can't tell you everything that goes on in them, but they're really exciting. We actually pry in talent literally from all over the world. We have a philosophy professor from Tel Aviv, Israel come in. And give a and give a presentation. Uh, we're ha- we have we're having a geisha from Japan. Uh-huh. We brought in uh, opera singers from New York, etc. It's a really wonderful, uh, intimate experience mm-hmm. for a very select group of people. A lot of our high end donors. So that's kind of what I've had going on. That's yeah. amazing. I, I've been I've been following you on uh, social media. Yeah. Do you want to shout out your social media? Oh yeah, it's just my name, Seth Newstein, S E T H. Last name N is in Nancy, E U S T E I. Is in Nancy. You can find me on Seth Newstein Official at Facebook or just Seth Newstein on Instagram. And you'll see a lot more. You'll see some pictures, videos, and a lot of announcements about all this fun stuff. And by the way, everything I'm talking about, this is all for charity, too. But it's also, like, it sounds like it has the Renaissance element to it. Absolutely. Because you have the arts. The things that never go away. Well, that was the thing. I said, how can I give back to the world and the community? Because we have people who come from, all, as I mentioned, all over the world for right. these events. How can I give back as well as just have events run the way that I want to because mm-hmm. I have very high standards of quality for myself? Yes, sir. And how to have high-quality artistic events that I would be proud to be associated with and have my name on and that I just want to enjoy. Yes, sir. And Pittsburgh never sees anything like this unless me and my partner, Kent Schmore, put it on. Yes, sir. So, and and of course, my background, I'm a classically trained clarinetist, and I studied theater and aesthetics, and of course, on the business side, master's in project management, Uh uh, bachelor's in information sciences, so I'm kind of that both worlds of making things happen, right? as well as the artistic side, Uh to do interactive theater, so... And I've been promoting unique entertainment and concerts all my life, mm-hmm. just about. I mean, since I was of age to do that, yeah. not really all my life. <laughs> Bringing unique entertainment to all over the place, to Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. So this is just my way of stepping that game up to a level nobody's ever seen before. Right. So that's awesome. I'm, so, that's what's I'm, been going I'm excited. On. You, have, you have a lot going on. I know. 
that and of course all my usual traveling all over the country performing at conferences upscale private events and uh, business events so your social media is always very interesting a lot of the stuff that you do is very interesting so well I think the same thing of you to be fair thank you I listen to all of your podcasts it's oh, awesome thank you like seriously I find out about all sorts of interesting things just because of your podcast Uh-oh. like when's the next one <laughs> pop-ups coming up what new place in Pittsburgh don't I know about that she's going to talk about it's awesome and there's going to be a lot of places that we're going to be going around with in Pittsburgh he's, been, he's uh, performed uh, last, the, last Saturday at the Smiling Moose I, got oh, I love other, the Smiling Moose yes I, I just did that last Saturday we'll be doing another show I got mm-hmm. a lot of stuff I'm working on but I definitely want to Lingle with you because it sounds like you're, yeah, trying to breathe, you're trying to breathe life. Exactly. That, that's what I'm trying to do. You're trying to breathe life, man. That's what I'm trying it. to do. I'm, I'm trying to make sure that we have culture in Pittsburgh that's not either at the time of the Carnegie's or the time of Andy yes, sir. Warhol. Yes, sir. And this isn't a criticism about that. Yes, it's sir. just I have There's different. There's more. Exactly. Yes, I'm with you. And the thing is, I love what the Cultural Trust does. They're fantastic yes, at sir. what they do. They have different limitations of what they can bring because they have to sell tickets to larger places. Yes, I want to bring these salon-style experiences to Pittsburgh. Bring class. Yes, a different saying. kind of class. Raise up, raise up that artistic crowd. Exactly. Because the other things I'm talking about, those are class too, but they're class to fill up mean. a whole concert hall. I, I want that intimate group of yes. 30 people. A society. Exactly. Like having that. And of course, the James Bond story, however, that's a humongous black tie event. Yeah. And I went from, he went yeah. James Bond, I went Marvel. Or I, I was just thinking like the Hellfire Club. Like I just thought, like it was just like, the meeting of the minds. Oh, exactly. I got you. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Oh, no, no. You know what? Since we're not on camera, I'll totally show this to you. <laughs> yes, sir. Check this out. This is the, uh, this is the membership cards. Oh, man. I, I can't I, believe I, I'm doing this on radio. Oh, oh, my okay. go- oh, my goodness. I mean, you just feel like this is wild. Wow, I, 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 I want to see yes, one. Yes, I, I, it's, you see oh, one, you wow. Touch one. <laughs> yeah, I got see, I have a, a nice... Oh, that's beautiful. I love your bit, your bit card case here. Yes, For everybody on the radio, I'm we are really comparing business card cases. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm really into that stuff. Like, I love... He them. has a... Sp- that I drop on the floor. Hey, well, he is a musician. He made it disappear. Exactly. (laughs) We'll go with that. This is beautiful, though. It says, without prejudice, Jay Asadi, Dark Mafia Entertainment. And it's just in beautiful gold brush metal engraved. Oh, in your business cards. Please take one. No, please. Yes, sir. It's an honor. Yes, sir. Oh, these are nice. This man, Dark Mafia, these are Dark Mafia family-only cards. I feel like I just got led into something just holding this in my hand. Yes, sir. This thing is awesome. I don't hand those out to everybody. I hear that. I, I don't waste my time. That's the, that's the thing about I value my time, and it's an honor just to be sitting here with you, sir. Oh, no, I hear yes, that. Because, I mean, we only have a little, you know, it's one time. Exactly. Time. I don't hand those out to everybody, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, oh, Seth. But, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to wrap it up. Oh, sure. Do you, do you have... I was going to ask you about how the event went for you. Oh, um, it's amazing. Every year it's amazing, but this is his first time being here with me, so I got to experience it with him. Yeah. And, you know, just everybody coming together for it. I love doing this every year. Me too. I've been doing this since, I don't remember how many years, decades we've been doing this now, because it's just been so long. I've been doing this since I was a little kid. Uh Every single year, and uh, and, and that's how long I've been performing magic, right? But the thing is, I'm going to talk about something serious here for a moment. Everybody knows who David and Cecil were. 
And they were the inspiration in many ways for this event. We turned it into just a fundraiser to support, support the rehab and disabled homes into actually bringing them out here instead because David and Cecil were so excited to come mm-hmm. to the first one. And they've been excited, they were excited every year. This unfortunately is now the first year that they have ever missed. Mm. We've been doing this for decades, and of course, due to unfortunate massacre. Yes. They, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying not to cry. Yeah, That's okay. but yeah, because uh, I cared. Yeah. I cared about them so much, and you know, because you know, I do this thing with baseballs and magic, where yeah. baseballs come out of nowhere and they yeah. come out of my my great uncle Lenny Levy's Lucky Whiskey Cup, who played for the Pirates and mm-hmm. drank from that cup in all the games. Uh, every time I saw them for decades, they would say, they would recognize me. They would remember my name. They would say, Seth, hey, Seth, baseball. So you do, do the baseball thing, yeah. and I say, I'm going to do it at the next. At, at the next sports lunch and they say and we, we just like you better be there back yeah. and forth and they just wanted to see that over and over yeah. again. and I'm sorry I'm getting a little choked up no, I'm absolutely. trying to talk about it absolutely. you know I'm going around and performing it here this year and I didn't get to perform it for them yeah and I performed this on stage all over the country but it was always the most meaningful it's always the most meaningful performing it here at this event so, uh, I really miss it yeah. We, when we heard about it, I was, I was heartbroken because I recognized the faces after, you know, after I saw them, you know, from, from coming up there, and it was just senseless and, you know, yeah, I, I would, can't imagine. Yeah, because I know yeah. that, you know, she knows, and you know, she's like, hey, so we support the show, stuff like that. So I mean, it was like anything that hurts you hurts us. You know what I mean? So like when when she said, hey, it hurts I was, the world, right? And it, well, and, and it's like it, it's senseless. You know what I mean? And hopefully, yeah. like you said, you're breathing life back into it. And hopefully, like, with bringing that culture back, you, you know, you stop something, give people a break. Maybe put people in a new perspective, new ideas. I mean, that's what needs to happen. Well, that's part of, it's funny you mentioned that and we're talking about art. That's part of what I do and that's part of my, what I'm doing to raise, and then I get to raise money for charities, which is extra bonus. But that's part of the whole point of me performing. Right. Is to, there's so much horror in this world. Right. What you really need the most, because everybody listening and everybody here works hard and they experience all these horrible things. They need that energy. They need to be re-energized. They need to have some, not watch me do magic, but have some magic happen in their own hands. Help make it happen. Wait till my song here, no Make something impossible happen to re- get that metaphysical fuel re-energizing themselves. And then maybe their own goals aren't so impossible and it puts that spring back into their step. And, and that's really the purpose of it. And of course, what I do too is I want to make you think and engage you intellectually as well as hit your soul and your heart that way. So you're re-energized and you're learning something at the same time. And that's what my music does. That's exactly. what show does. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Well, that's Seth, thank you for coming on. And yeah. we love, we, I know that I'm about to read, I already know we're going to be talking. Exactly. They said, when he started talking about like the violence and the science and stuff, like I, I look at movies and look for the science and stuff, so I know. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Don't you go anywhere, because when this mic is off, we're <laughs> going to talk for like an yes, hour. Yes, sir. And uh, I love Martins. Yeah. So. I love you too, Seth. Yes, sir. So, and thank you for coming on. Society 13 Podcast Network. Redefining Podcasts. Society-13.com. I like to listen.
Action Mall. All right, so we are back with the Mauler and Preston Steele, who yes. I've had, this, I think, like for the last two or three years. Couple years, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, what has been going on since well, I talked to you last? Well, um, I don't know if I told you the story about when I wrestled my son a couple years ago. Do you remember me yes. telling you about that? Uh -huh. <laughs> well, I got to wrestle him again about a month ago down in Cincinnati. So, we had a great time. Of course, I kicked his butt. Of so, course. Of course. But, um, so the sad news is, um, on the 18th, I go in to see a surgeon, and uh, so I'm going to have to be hanging up the boots. Oh, no. I need a hip replacement. Okay. Um, you know, listen, you know, I, I've had six screws in a plate in my left ankle, I had four hernia discs in my neck, one in my lower back, had a separated shoulder, had hernia operation, all, all the, my teeth have been all capped, and nose been fractured three times, but... <clears throat> Listen, I, I'd do it all over again, and uh, because I've had the opportunity, I'm truly blessed, got to go all over the world. You know, just a little guy from Girard, Ohio, um, get, getting to uh, to go everywhere from Australia to uh, almost every country in Europe to wrestle there. So it's been great. But in spite of all those injuries, I could still wrestle. Uh -huh. But when you have a hip replacement, you can't do it anymore. Uh -huh. So. Um, Nearing the end of my career, it's very sad. I don't. I mean, I'm in great shape. Yeah. It's just I can't take the pain anymore. I refuse to take any painkillers yeah. or anything. So, but um, I, uh, you know, if everything goes well, I'll still make appearances like this. And, uh, and this year, I brought you know my friend the Mauler. So, Before we get to the Mauler, suggestion for you: you need to get into like, um, like broadcasting and doing all that within the wrestling community because you're. Just the little bit that I see here, you're amazing at it. Yeah, I don't know about that, but, but thank you. I think when I'm done, I'm just going to uh, be a part of the audience and okay. cheer and enjoy it. And, um, you know, it's changed over the years. I mean, there's some things that's happened in pro wrestling that just isn't the same anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'd be kind of selective on what what federations I would watch and, of course. and uh, because like I said it, it has changed but um, I, I think that's what I'm going to do okay. is just kind of sit back and, and I've had my time and I've enjoyed it uh -huh. um, and like I said I've been truly blessed and it's been so much fun but um, it comes time in everyone's life you know and you have to kind of sit back and say hey you know I think I want to walk yeah because you know, I, I limped I was in Washington DC two weeks ago and visiting a friend and I got a uh, a tour of the Pentagon, and uh -huh. I got to, to walk. Uh, it was like ten miles, and so I couldn't walk for the next. I saw two that days. on your social media. Yes, Wait, I, I love your social media. Oh, Everything you. you you do such interesting stuff. So I love. Looking and at you all notice there's no political. There's no complaining about yeah. anything. <laughs> I don't criticize anybody, and that's just what it's supposed to be. You know, mm -hmm. I let everybody else complain and everything. I don't think anybody's ever had their mind changed about politics from a no. Facebook post. And you know what? If you don't talk about that, you don't talk about religion. You know, just. No, show t to people about your life because uh, I'm very interested when I, I see yours and stuff. I like your pictures and I see what you're doing, where you've been, the different nightclubs and stuff. I love all that. So yeah. sometimes I live vicariously through you. And we, I think that we for we forget how much we have in common with each other. Absolutely. When we're not, you know, absolutely arguing about sure dumb kind of stuff. So uh, I make it a point not to discuss that uh -huh. and. Uh, I, uh, I just like living. Good. I, I love people. Good. And um, I just enjoy it. So, you know, 
Uh, it's been great wrestling, and I, I don't know. I think my surgery is probably two months off, so I might get one more tour overseas, which okay. would be nice. But if uh -huh. I don't, I'm not going to complain too much about it because I was hurting today just doing what oh. I did here. So Yeah. But, uh, yeah but is that why you. you lost to Wendell again? Yes, that's exactly why. Okay. I, I is that, is that your him. excuse? I would have had okay. him this year, but, you know, it's the hip. It was uh -huh. the hip. Okay. And then he pulled my hair. Yeah. So. <laughs> I did hear yes. that he pulled your hair. He did. Okay. All right. So two excuses. Yes. All right. So introduce us to uh, well, the Mahler. Well, uh, this is my good friend, uh, Milwaukee Mahler. Okay. Uh, he does demolition Mahler. He's done a couple other gimmicks through the years, and we've known each other probably... 23 years. 23 years. Wow. Uh, 23. And uh, so rather than me telling you about it, I think it would be more appropriate for him to tell because he just... He's just an awesome guy. He's a great wrestler. He's been a great friend through the years, and uh, mm -hmm. I have nothing but admiration and respect for him. So, okay. Thank you, Preston. Thank you. I did it. Uh, yeah, I uh, met Preston in '96. Uh, uh, his former tag team partner and mutual friend T.C. Reynolds was my trainer. Uh huh. And then, thank you. And then, uh, uh, I spent the summer of '96 out at his school with a friend of mine that was going through pro wrestling school, and. Uh, my road starting out was kind of slow, but these guys showed me the ropes and, uh -huh. uh, and you know, helped me get booked and learning the promoters. And okay. That, and then, uh, so the, uh, I became the wrestler that made Milwaukee famous. Awesome. And then uh, spent mostly in the tri-state area. Uh, and then through an injury, I expanded when I came back after the, okay. I tore my ACL in 2000. So I expanded out to more like Michigan and Indiana. I, I found... Uh, you know, being a popcorn match, you know, when people were getting that. And, uh, when I went to Michigan, I got elevated up to main events. Okay. my main events. Yeah. And uh, hooking up with the right people and got to wrestle some big names mm -hmm. and things like that. So it made it more fun. Favorite and wrestling match? My favorite wrestling yes. match? Uh, well, I probably could narrow it down to two. I okay. did. I, you know, I was never a bleeder, but I did, I did a barbed wire match. I was scared. Very, very much on, you know, trying to, you know, wrestling in a rope with barbed wire. Um, and that was, the, uh, but the high point was mine was um, right after the NWO and WCW, there, there was uh, a second NWO stake, and he was the fake one that the NWO had. Okay. His, his name was Jeff Farmer. And uh, I got to wrestle him, and he probably gave me my best match. All right. And I was very proud of that one. Okay. Yeah, so I'll say that was about 2004. Wow. Yeah. And that was like at the the height of when like WCW and WWE right, were, you know, right. like there were still the, the two it's, separate ones. It was ones still and out there, yeah. And uh, it just, it brought me to a, a new light that, uh, you know what, maybe you're not as bad as you give yourself credit for. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, through that, uh, like Preston, I, I got my taste of traveling. And uh, I got booked on a USO tour mm -hmm. and was able to go to uh, Japan, Korea, Guam, and Hawaii in 18 days on 12 military bases. So, mm -hmm. And being a former Marine, I was very, very happy to do that. Okay. My boyfriend's a former Marine. Nice, yeah. nice. Semper Fi! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, you know, through injuries, it started to wind down a little bit and... Uh, healed up a little bit but then the, the phone kept ringing and yep. I would I would limit myself to like uh, battle royals or a tag team match here and there mm -hmm. 
and uh, you know, you just keep the name out there. But uh, as I'm winding down, I'm like, well, what am I going to do after wrestling? You know, it, you know, it's a part of my life. But uh, I went back and I started. Uh, I used to draw when I was younger, mm-hmm. so I learned the art of uh, caricatures, uh, and I took a class in New York um, by a guy from Mad Magazine. Okay. And uh, part of my goal was like when I'm really done, uh, I plan on you know, visiting locker rooms and help help workers maybe design a T-shirt or something. Okay. You know because I'm you know I know a little bit about the business right. and I can help them because you know sometimes we get good money, sometimes we don't get good money. Mm-hmm. So the difference is on what you can sell about yourself. Exactly. Photos, thing. So if I can help a guy get a design on a uh, caricature mm-hmm. of, of himself and maybe sell a few T-shirts to maybe get him get some extra gas money or something. You never right. Know. Yeah. So that's and and, and I, you know it's out there for everybody too. But mm-hmm. that's my I, that's why I look about the business when I'm gone. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed. <laughs> My, one of my matches against him wasn't listed because it was his maybe second or third match. We were in a tag team. It was him, and I think it was Lord Zoltan against me and Doink the Clown. Uh-huh. And uh, well, long story short, he's still green. He's his second match, maybe third. And so he went to tie up, and he didn't know. But I had shaving cream in my hand, <laughs> and I slapped it on the back of his head, and he did, and the fans were laughing, and he didn't even know. It was the funniest thing. So. Yeah, this little bit of hazing there. Oh my yeah. goodness! I also, if you remember, we at the end of the match, we were clearing out so you guys could do the finish, and uh, Doink throws me over the top rope. And I smacked my nose oh, yeah, and fractured it. Nose. Yeah, but in that same match. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how, you know, how can that happen? You know, uh, we've practiced. I mean, because yeah. you, you have to go to school to learn uh-huh. this. And they practice going yeah. over the top rope. Not one of my best rope. subjects. <laughs> and so he went over and he landed face first right on the ring apron, broke his nose, his teeth too, right? Yeah, knocked your teeth knocked, out. Yeah, knocked one out. Yeah. So let me ask you guys a question. Have you seen the show Glow? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The original one and now like the new one that they're doing from what you've seen of it how realistic is it to what it was then if you remember anything like that hmm. you were back then i, I wasn't in the well, business then i think uh it's close you know i'm friends with a lot of the original glow and um like little egypt and, so, and to hear them they're split Half of them say, oh, yeah, this is the way. And the other are saying, no, you're depicting everything totally wrong, and this isn't right. And so there's two factions. And it's a shame because they had such wonderful workers. They're beautiful women. Uh, they had gimmicks. That was like what, what I think is missing now from like WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up, and when I first started in the business, there was there was a guy that imitated Elvis. There was the All-American Hulk Hogan. There was an Iranian. There was mm-hmm. a Russian. There was a guy with a snake. You understand? Snake and snake. That's right. People, people could favorite. associate with that. People right. could associate with that. It was fun. They were gimmicks. Now everyone wears the same thing. They come out wearing the same thing. Um, they're all the same people. And then they have the women that are on there now that's all TNA, as far as I'm concerned. And, and I mean, yes, they're beautiful, and some of them can, can work yeah. fabulous. They've really improved. From, I mean, look in the last five to ten years, the, the women wrestlers, they're actually wrestling now instead of just walking around. There will be no other China. No. I don't. That's... Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But, you know, for me, um, 
I would say it's close. You know, some of it is close. Okay. Um, because you're always going to have the, the ones that are button heads and stuff. Right. And, um, but they were always on the road. They were traveling, and you know, the fans were behind them, and, and it was nice. It okay. really was. It's a nice nostalgia look back at it. Okay. And, and you know, probably maybe the normal the normal person wouldn't understand the business mm -hmm. and what they were trying to do. So they got to maybe add a little bit of Hollywood to it to spice mm -hmm. it up. Of course. But, uh, you know, I, I I wasn't in the business then. I was more of a fan back in those days mm -hmm. in the original. But uh, uh, I enjoy the nostalgia of it. Um, I can relate with a lot of it because I reflect back when I went through wrestling school. Mm -hmm. And I can understand the bumps and bruises they had <laughs> and the egos you deal with. Yeah. You know. The... So. I feel like a lot of people don't recognize the amount of physicality and th 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 that's involved. And I have to do this in order for you to do this. And if we don't don't do this, someone's really gonna get hurt. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of unsaid understanding when when two wrestlers in a, in the ring. Yeah, that we can almost feed off of one each other and kind of know what we're gonna do next. Uh -huh. There's a there's a special bond that happens. So we were just talking about it. <coughs> And I'm sure you have friends like this where you haven't seen them for, for many years. <coughs> but you say, hey, how are you? And it's like you never were apart. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing. I haven't seen him for, what, at least oh. six, eight months, yeah. maybe? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we come here, hey, how's things going? Hey, you still doing this? And yeah. we picked up at the last conversation we had. Exactly. So, exactly. I mean, it, it's very awesome. Uh, and so we do that all over. Now, I mentioned to you things are changing. So when I used to walk in the locker room, and I'm not speaking for you, but I, I think you would agree, you'd walk in and say, hey, Marquis, how you doing? Hey, Mo, hey. You knew everybody mm -hmm. because you were with them last night, some of them. Right. Or last weekend or the weekend before you were somewhere. Mm -hmm. Well, now um, I walk in the locker room and I don't recognize anybody. And sometimes, most of the time, I'm the only one who's getting paid. That's, what, that's what's happened to the industry. You know, We have um, some of the promoters and and I get it it's a business but you've sacrificed you know quality for, for quantity mm -hmm. and uh, so you know they would say hey, this person doesn't have a name and this person doesn't either this guy wants two hundred dollars this guy said he's never been trained but he'll do it for free yeah. so they'll take that guy right and then he gets hurt or he hurts someone else or puts on a terrible show and then pretty soon everyone's saying oh this is this is a horrible federation. This is a horrible show. <coughs> or worse yet, I'm wrestling on there, and I have a really good match, but they're going to remember all that bad stuff that happened. Exactly. One so thing I remember about Preston School, and like I said, I had already started, and my, my friend had gone through the school. Mm -hmm. You know, Prest, when you make a commitment to do pro wrestling school, you know, unless you just walk away from it or you get injured and you don't come back, he, he held you responsible, and that's that's the thing that I notice has changed. There's no one held accountable for making a commitment like that. Mm -hmm. And I think back in the day, that's why it was hard to get into pro wrestling, you know, back in the day, because they didn't want to let just anybody in. It was a, it was a private club, mm -hmm. and uh, to to get you into it, it meant it meant a big commitment. And um, I think. Uh, that's what's missing a lot. Too many of your friends are in it now. Yeah, nowadays anyone can just walk in. But through the years, I mean, no one's ever forced me to go to the gym. I go to the gym four or five days a week. I still bench press 400 pounds. But no one makes me go. I don't have a coach. Right. This is something that 
this is what I do. Mm -hmm. If I want to be a professional wrestler, I know I got to train, I got to tan, I got to be in good shape. I got to buy be gear. A, yeah, buy good gear. You can't just go and then you know wear tennis shoes into a ring. It just right. it's not professional. Mm -hmm. And you see it a lot. And and that's where and it's it happened a lot. And not just in the wrestling, but in lots many other arenas that this person is like, oh well, they really can't do this. But people know them, or mm -hmm. that gimmick, you know, that right. that they did. Right. So let's bring them in, even though it's well, it, it can almost devalue what the time and effort that other people and have and put in for thing, their craft. Yeah, and another thing is, uh, and again, I'm not speaking for for Molly, but mm -hmm. um, we wrestlers generally want to get a match out of this. Mm -hmm. Okay, I want someone to say that match was wonderful. Mm -hmm. I hear this. And almost every locker, well, I got to get my stuff in. Yeah. I got to get my stuff. Yeah. I got to get my finisher in. I'm like, dude, no one even knows who you are. What is your finisher? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be better if you did your job as a heel and you did your job as a face and put the match over? They'll remember that match. Mm -hmm. That's the big thing. And, and now it's so much me, me, me. Look at me. I'm going to do all these moves and they mean nothing. Yeah. yeah. They mean nothing. You'll see the same thing in five matches on a card. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, you know, without exposing too much, but, you know, growing up in the business, there was one chair shot the whole night. One chair, somebody gets hit with a chair, and that's a finish. Now, it's in the first match of the night. They hit him, and a guy jumps up, one nothing out. Right. What the, uh, you know what? Uh, yeah. If you did that to me, I'm going to hurt you, legit. <laughs> I'm going to hurt you. And I'm old school, and I'm proud of it. Yeah, and it it meant a lot back then too. People yeah. remembered that. Mm -hmm. Now you do all those somersaults in the air and backflips and stuff. People don't remember that. Yeah, and, and you know, here's what I want you to do. Here's your homework. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next time you watch wrestling on TV, uh, I want you to watch all these moves that they're doing, mm -hmm. and I want you to just look at the audience. Mm -hmm. Tell me if they're standing up, if they're cheering, or they're just sitting there watching. Right. Too often, mm -hmm. you get the people there like watching the tennis match. They're just doing this. There's no time. Mm -hmm. Old school, you pop somebody, you do a big move, and you hear the big cheer because everyone, you're seeing the pain there. You're right. hearing the pain. Mm -hmm. And the people are booing or they're cheering. And then at the very end, that's when everything is like, oh, oh my God, but you really didn't go in. And here's the finish. And here's the finish. That's what it's supposed to be. It's telling a story. You're getting people up and down, up and down. You know, at the end of the night, you're like, bah, bah, bah. that's the way it is. And like the finish, and, and they're talking about that finish. My God, that was great. Uh huh. Now, that's what I'm talking about. And that's, that's how it should be. That's what should be. Yeah. That's your homework. All right. That's on your list. That's everybody else's homework, too. So, and next time you watch wrestling, watch the face of the day. That's right. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Martinez. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure seeing you again. Let's stay in touch. Oh, definitely. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. 
Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Electric acid. 